Before we begin, all stories and experiences shared are not representative of any group or people. Each are personal and unique. All the articles and videos used in the making of this episode are available with the YouTube video. The link is in the description. Welcome to another episode of Let's Debunk It. I'm your host, Sander. On today's episode, we will talk about colorism. Growing up, I had always struggled with my skin tone and how I identified with what is deemed beautiful and what isn't. Join me today as I explore this topic a little more. Hello to bunkers. It is Olympic season. Not the topic for the episode, but shout out to my undying obsession when it comes to watching the Olympics. I'm thinking of doing an episode on it and how I have a deep, deep love-hate relationship with it. Let me know who you're rooting for and what competitions you're watching because this is the one time I have genuinely been watching TV since it started two weeks ago? two weeks ago yeah back to the main topic for today i'll be sharing information i found on a topic that had affected me growing up and is still quite a huge problem now now that pride is over and the companies can stop using rainbow colors and all their icons let's talk about another spectrum of color that is important to us and that is our skin what i find interesting is how colorism wasn't really a thing to me until i first went to boarding school back in 2011 what I find interesting is how colorism wasn't really a thing to me until I first went to boarding school back in 2011. It still dawns on me that that was 10 years ago. I feel so old you have no actual idea. So it makes me happy that my mom just saw me and said vibes and didn't want me to change my skin. She never changed hers either and I guess that was one of the many ways she was a great role model to me. The idea that having lighter skin made you beautiful was never a concept to me. My dad is a lighter skinned person but my mom is darker skin so i just ended up somewhere in the middle of both of them when the sun is being amazing fantastic i do look quite light but when the sun is not out and not being my bestie i do look like a shadow from time to time there are specific pictures that will never see the light of day for that specific reason because i feel that i have grown up with an idea of what my complexion is and what is acceptable in photos <laughs> so maybe i have my own internalized problems with colorism towards myself so we're gonna get more into that today as a kid, it didn't matter to me what color or shade people looked like, and I just grew up with a diverse friend group who I just thought were amazing people. It's their personalities that counted for me, it had nothing to do with what their skin color was. Though in boarding school where diversity wasn't really a thing, because most of the students who did go to my school were from within the country, just from different parts of it, people wanted to feel special and different. That was the first time I really faced feeling ugly because of my skin. Prior to that, I could care less about my looks and what I wore. Peer pressure got to me and I found myself trying to be like everyone else and I did try to lighten up my skin. Well, my face anyways. And I look back at photos of myself and I cringe because when you do lightening creams on whatever, you need to do your entire body. You can't just do one part because you will look horrendous. <laughs> I love my skin now, but it hasn't always been the easiest looking in the mirror and knowing that my shade of skin was beautiful. I mean, when you look at media as well, the narratives of darker skinned people was always interesting to put it politely so let's dive into what colorism is it's something that affects everyone from all walks of life so let's debunk it 
let's begin with what colorism is. Colorism, as defined by Alice Walker, an award-winning novelist, is prejudicial or preferential treatment of same-race people based solely on their color. For a while, I always thought that people who were colorist were also racist. Though, racism is on the basis of discrimination of someone's race, no matter how light or dark they are. To add to this, racism is usually from one race of people to another race of people. Unless your Uncle Rock is from the boondocks, now that one I don't know how to help you, but that's where racist kind of layers in. But with colorism, it is, okay, I like black people or brown people, but you need to be of a lighter shade for me to respect you or hire you or even want to date you. So this comes down to preferences. I think there is nothing wrong with preferences in your personal life. Like if you only want to date light-skinned people, okay whatever. Though, if you're only hiring people who are lighter skinned because you think they're better than people who are darker skinned, then Houston, we have a goddamn problem. Where it got a lot more interesting is that colorism could also be seen within the same community. So it's not just other races saying we want light-skinned people, it's the people of the same race themselves saying we want light-skinned people. I see this in how our brown homies are treated as well. Living in Asia, one thing I realized is that dark-skinned brown people are essentially the black people of the Asian world. Like, you can quote me on this because people just seem not to like them for that simple fact and I was like, huh sounds familiar. <laughs> the thing that is interesting is the very perception of what is considered dark or not. It varies from race to race. People are also making a lot of bang from this. I mean, the beauty industry is making a lot more money from skin lightening products than all of us even realize. I read somewhere that it's projected to reach 8.9 billion by 2024. Last year, when the protests were happening in America, some companies decided to no longer sell products that mentioned skin whitening. I was like, huh, that is great fantastic then i read the rest of the article and it said that they use euphemisms like glowing radiant bright and clear in fact you know fair and lovely guess what they're called now glow and lovely i didn't even know that i was like okay i see you y'all don't want to let go of the bag mm-hmm mm-hmm i mean it is low-key not a surprise because large businesses do prey on the vulnerability of people especially the beauty industry it legit makes sense because colorism is closely tied to eurocentric beauty standards which falls under eurocentrism so eurocentrism is defined by a viewpoint where european culture is looked upon as favorable and biased against non-western civilizations so in order to be seen as beautiful by default you would need to be thin and tall have long hair have light or tanned skin have big boobs large eyes a small nose and high cheekbones and before diversity was as widely celebrated as it is now you can look back at what was seen as visually appealing and what was not due to this a lot of stereotypes get attached to different groups of people and then in turn become widely believed without any evidence. For example, the stereotype about angry black women. We can also look at the Asian community as people who have darker skin are deemed to be in lower positions in life. Now, the black community isn't the only community that faces colorism. We can look at our Latino community, we can look at our brown community, our Hispanics. Everyone seems to be obsessed with how light or dark you are. So, in the spirit of wanting to learn a little bit more, and since I do live in Asia, I asked a couple of my brown homies about colorism in their countries and the responses I got, wow. So I'm going to tell you guys a couple of really interesting stories that I heard and uh, you know, take it, take it as you will. One of my friends from India shared that once she cut her hair, 
got some piercings and some tattoos, people would take interest in her. Though, before when she looked a little bit more plain, she wasn't treated very well everywhere. She recalls the first comment her light-skinned ex's mom made when she saw a picture of her for the first time was about her skin. Her ex's mom did grow to like her eventually, but at the start she was not too supportive of the idea that her son was dating a dark-skinned South Indian. She also went on to comment that North Indians are a lot fairer. Not to say that light-skinned South Indians don't exist exist but it's not very common to find someone dark in the northern region except in one northern state called Rajasthan because it's a desert. Her and her sister would mostly get discriminated against in the north because they were the odd ones out. Although her mom is very fair-skinned and people often mistake her as a northerner. People over there would ask if her dad was from the south because his daughters were dark. In fact she would describe her dad as having a more dusky complexion as opposed to being dark skin but back when her parents were dating people would mock that someone like her mom was dating someone dark skin aka her dad one of my malay malaysian friends commented that darker skin malays are treated differently from the more conventional light skin malays at one point she was with her family and some people thought she was the maid she explained that her sisters are more fair than her so many people make that assumption about her now guys listen this homegirl isn't even dark like i was for days when she was telling me this there were times where people would think she's either indian chindian so this is a mix of chinese and indian or some other races until she started speaking the language malay this would mostly happen at government offices or when she gets stopped by the cops she expressed that most people think that you're supposed to be fair and the fairer the better it seems to be a very strong theme here one of my indian malaysian friends is light-skinned she told me that she was treated like an outsider due to the color of her skin. She was made fun of for not being Indian enough and people would make jokes about how she would use fair and lovely which she actually didn't use. Now for those of you who are not familiar with this fair and lovely aka glow and lovely you know euthanization is a skin lightening cream that people with dark skin use to become lighter. It is especially used and marketed towards the brown skin community. My friend went further to say my friend went further to say that most adults and guys prefer fair-skinned women over dark-skinned women. Due to this, it made her feel like an object and she really hated that about herself. Another one of my Malaysian Indian homies shared that the light-skinned Indians have a lot of privileges. Firstly, because they sometimes assume you're not even Indian so they treat you with some respect until they know that you are an Indian. She also mentioned it is closely upheld partially due to the case system. So some quick facts. The case system is a social hierarchy that divides Indians, especially Hindus, into four main categories and an auxiliary category of people who legit are just called the untouchables. It isn't as obvious as India, but it becomes more relevant when it comes to getting married. One of my one of my mates is from Pakistan and India. I know what you're thinking. That is so scary scandalous Ooh, her parents were baddies and i could not agree more and this is what she had to say to me and 
just just for a disclaimer here she has a very colorful and expressive way of speaking so bear with me guys she said that while the two countries are basically polar opposites of each other they have one thing in common it's almost fabricated in the root of their cultures in pakistan and in india people treat you differently if you have lighter skin you're treated better and you're also given pretty privilege if you have lighter skin everything is suddenly easier for you and everything you do no matter how mundane or extraordinary people especially women are forced to rub skin damaging chemicals in the form of whitening creams on their faces to become lighter during weddings makeup artists change the tone of your skin using a foundation at least three shades lighter than your actual skin tone people judge you and give you unsolicited advice on how to fix quote-unquote your dark skin light-skinned women are held on a pedestal and are treated like perfection she has seen wonderful kind magnificent women get turned down from marriage because the prospective mother-in-laws want daughter-in-laws who are as white as milk it doesn't matter if and quote her son is a balding overgrown man-child with an unwashed <laughs> an unwashed ass and deep-rooted mommy issues oh my gosh the struggle she is real guys she is real but let's bring this on a personal level. She herself was once told by a woman close to her mom's age that she would have to bend over backwards to land a man because she acted like someone with lighter skin. This woman said directly to her face that if she were lighter, she would be attractive. It didn't matter that my friend was only 10 at the time. In fact, homegirl didn't even know who this lady was. That woman felt it was her sacred duty to tell a child that she is unattractive because of her brown skin. Y'all, when I tell you people have the audacity out in these streets. <laughs> Another thing that kind of pisses me off is that my friend who told me this is actually so lovely, so gorgeous. She is beautiful. She is stunning. She is she is amazing, talented, wonderful, amazing, talented, gorgeous, talented, wonderful, talented. Yeah. <laughs> but let's continue hearing what my friend had to say. She says women in Pakistan are treated differently and held to opposing regards due to their skin color. The darker they are, the harder they have to work to prove themselves. The lighter they are, the easier it is for them to get through life. If a light-skinned woman is confident and speaks her mind, she's empowered and bold. If a dark-skinned woman does the same, she is overzealous and needs to take it down a notch. Pause. Doesn't that sound like the angry black woman? You know, intersectionality, my dudes. I mean, <laughs> look at that. Back to my friend. Girls in Pakistan who have dark skin are called, now I don't know if this is a slur or not, so if it is from the bottom of my heart, I apologize. But these girls are called Kalopari, which directly translates to dark-skinned fairy. The nickname is supposed to be cute and one of adoration but it holds a sinister and stinging meaning. You are cute by dark skin standards and not by the general beauty standards. Hmm, sound familiar, isn't it? It is hurtful and unfair and so deeply rooted in the Pakistani society that people do not even think twice before commenting on someone's skin tone. I guess that's why Pakistan is one of the largest markets for fairness creams in the world. Facts. Facts, no printer. Period, no blood. Oh my god, no. <laughs> and finally, uh, one of my friends who's from Sri Lanka, she told me that colorism is more towards women than it is to men. Dark-skinned women are deemed to be less attractive, less intelligent, and menial laborers. Now, I feel how colorism is basically done in the brown community is mirrored basically the same way in the black community. If not worse, if not better, I don't know. I just know it's bad. But let's not also forget our Hispanic homies, our 
are latinx people hispanics if you know the answer to this please let me know <laughs> but let's not forget anyone who's a person of color has to deal with this in some form after the break i will get back into some general examples of colorism in our communities and at least with these there's some hope with fixing them because at the end of the day it's all about our mindset and our mentality towards people Now, colorism, like racism, just leaked and spilled everywhere. You can see this in so many industries, and I would like to touch more on that now. I feel it is also important to note that I don't want to come across as those people are light-skinned, hence that's the key to their success. People work hard to get where they are and help open the doors for many other people of their own race to enter. So what I am trying to say is that they were handed more opportunities to enter white spaces and institutions as compared to people who are darker skin. Let's begin with music. When I was younger and still took the time to watch music videos on MTV, Trace, or YouTube, it was quite noticeable that a lot of video vixens used in the videos tended to be light-skinned ladies. Now on the surface, it's like, okay, we have these beautiful women dancing and having a good time. But over time, when you don't see people of your race or ethnicity represented or seen, it makes you question if you are beautiful enough or take it a step further, if you are worthy of living a good life as the color that you are. Even in the lyrics of songs, they explicitly say light skin girl. It makes people who are darker skin feel inferior and creates an elitist ego for a lot of light skin people. Now I'm not saying that everyone just feels like crap and everyone feels elitist, but if a particular message is continually being pushed towards you, I wouldn't be surprised if it does affect your mental in some way. Not only that, it even became a privilege to be light skin. Can you imagine being a part of a group that is oppressed but you are like more oppressed because you're darker? Like just let that sink in. All Everyone's black, everyone's brown, everyone's this person of color but because you're 50 shades closer to charcoal, you're treated worse. Like, like are you kidding me? <laughs> That's why when Beyonce's song Brown Skin Girl came out and the video was of women of all shapes, sizes, and shades, I was like, oh snap! I can see myself. I can see others who look like me and that that makes me feel represented and beautiful. This even extended to our brown homies in the Asian communities because our struggles are all to the same. Let's talk about TV shows and movies. Representation is a whirlpool when I think about it. I mean, apart from the people like Lupita Nyong'o, Viola Davis, Denzel Washington, Daniel Kaluuya, who are people who are quite visibly dark, there are not a lot of leading roles in a positive light that go to dark-skinned people. They either play the sidekick of some other light-skinned person or maybe they are just a background character. I watched a video by Khadija Mboe and she commented on Bridgerton and how the main character played by Simon Bassett was a more soft-spoken and likable character while, while Will Mondridge forgive me guys i have not watched bridgerton it is not made for people of my sexuality <laughs> while will mondridge was given a stereotypical characteristic that included anger and aggression in fact i also heard another criticism about the fact that if the main male lead was not played by simon bassett but much rather an unknown dark-skinned male the entire show probably would not have been received as well as it was it really got me thinking about how deep this is ingrained in the minds of some people. 
Though the unfortunate thing about this in black media is that it really be your own people. A show like Martin, Regina the light-skinned homegirl was seen as attractive and desirable but her bestie who was also attractive and pretty damn desirable was not deemed that way. I mean think about everyone hates Chris and how his mom was a walking stereotype of an angry black woman. I mean look at the Fresh Prince of Bel Air where they swapped Aunt Viv's. Light skin Aunt Viv was more soft spoken but dark skin Aunt Viv was end quote aggressive. Like but you know just a little side note dark skin Aunt Viv? Mmm. I liked her. I liked her better, in my opinion. Like she was, I feel like she was the better Aunt Viv. But you know what? Argue with your ancestors on that one. Hey, <laughs> not even just that, you guys. But let's look at today and our times. Most of the popular shows that do cast black people tend to be light-skinned black people. I'm talking about Euphoria, Umbrella Academy, Grownish. That's why we need directors and producers like Issa Rae and Michaela Cole who cast darker people in great roles. But disclaimer, if you plan on watching Insecure by Issa Rae, the characters Issa and Molly will stress you the fuck out. Like this is your pre-warning because I watched and I was just like, why? Why? <laughs> Oh, and also, if you plan on watching Bubblegum by Michaela Cole, it is actually one of the funniest shows I have ever watched, and I could relate to it on so many levels. But let's have a little talk about the brown world of entertainment. We can also look at Bollywood. Until it was pointed out to me, a lot of the successful and rich actors and actresses are actually light-skinned. I mean, look at look at India's best import. Shahrukh Khan. Let's look at Salam Khan. Deepak Padukone. I don't know how to pronounce these names, guys. If I'm butchering them, I'm sorry. Or, or I mean, someone we all commonly know better, Priyanka Chopra Jonas. Most Bollywood movies and series are dominated by lighter-skinned people because that is what is deemed beautiful and desirable. Hence, the mass amount of skin-lending products that are endorsed by these actors or actresses. Okay, maybe not endorsed, but they are used in a lot of these ads. But there is no questioning their star power and influence over these people. Now, I'm not susceptible to, you know, the tricks of media, and I don't really fall under societal pressure like I used to, but not a lot of people are strong like that. The other thing that kind of pisses me off is, y'all know Mindy Kaling, the homegirl who created Never Have I Ever on Netflix, and the amazing Kelly Kapoor on the office okay guys another sidetrack two seconds can you discuss how chaotic kelly and devi are in both shows like guys devi from never have i ever legit gives me secondhand embarrassment how does homegirl always manage to make the worst possible decisions of all time i digress but that was on my chest so, Madame Mindy Kaling is actually overlooked for a lot of the work that she does. Though, when we look at uh, Madame Chopra Jonas, who is low-key, high-key problematic, she's given more of a spotlight than our dear and lovely Mindy. It's just an observation. I'm not trying to draw any conclusions here, but you know, you guys can think for yourselves. I also read on a Reddit thread that she is less palatable than Hassan Minaj. And I was just like, huh, I wonder why. But hey, again, you know, each to their own. You guys can draw your conclusions while I've drawn mine. I'm just presenting the facts and y'all do what you will with them. <laughs> now let's move on to makeup. Now before Madame Rihanna decided to punish us all by doing makeup and not giving us any new music, the cosmetics available were actual trash. Bin quality. Rihanna, I respect and love the hustle and I love what you are doing, but sis, sis, where the music at? <laughs> where it at? Now, I don't use makeup, but my friends who 
did use makeup back in the day where like it was almost impossible to find any darker shades. I watched a YouTube video where this one person was like, colorism is when there's no foundation for a dark skinned girl, but being able to find 50 shades of beige. When I tell you I screamed, <laughs> y'all are playing, I screamed so loud. <laughs> <laughs> Even as someone who has never purchased makeup, it's the fact that it was a needle in a haystack to find your shade. So when Rihanna came in and said, sis, this is what quality looks like, other brands had to scramble for money because for the first time, there was a brand that catered to everyone and not the forced ideal of what shade people should be. This further contributes to the fact that everyone has standards that are just so unrealistic sometimes. But why go so far? Let's talk about colorism when it comes to dating. Now, I will admit that for a while when I would date, if the person was black, I would want them to be light skinned because, again, that was what everyone thought was beautiful. So, yes, I gave into peer pressure. Yes, the great almighty Xander fell into peer pressure, not only to date men, but to date light skinned men. I know I'm an embarrassment, isn't it? <laughs> Though over time, I began to realize that personality, and as someone who is on the asexual spectrum, you could be as white as rice or as dark as charcoal. If your personality was terrible and I couldn't form an emotional bond with you, then adios, sayonara. Even when it came to crushes, I realized I genuinely liked people for their vibe and then their body. Although, there are some people who make me a sinner and I'm not gonna lie. Women and non-binary people be making me weak at the knees. Now, this dating preference is even seen at all genders across the spectrum. I mean, I see it. Uh, I mean, I see how light-skinned men are sought by women. I laugh because sometimes women don't want to be objectified, but that is the very thing that they do to their potential partners. So, you know, it's tit for tat. It does make me question why people want to date lighter-skinned people, though. I mean, their skin does not translate to the kind of person that they are, so what is this fetish then? I feel it comes from the ideology that we want people to have Eurocentric characteristics. If you don't have a Eurocentric face like Lupita Nyong'o, then you better pray your skin is close to snow. The closer you are to white, the more privilege you have. It honestly sucks because it's not like people can choose their skin. I mean, when you date, fine. Date whoever and be happy with whoever. But don't base your decision slowly on appearance because that shit fades. All we have left are legit our personalities and the kind of people we are. Finally, let's talk about families. Like I mentioned earlier, Earlier, my mom is a beautiful dark-skinned woman and she wanted to pass on that beauty and confidence to me. She never made me feel like I was ugly because of the shade of my skin. If anything, I fell into peer pressure and that's when I started questioning anything. Though, that made me think about my classmates and the messages that were being translated and sent to them. A lot of them always wanted to be light, to be seen as more desirable and beautiful. I even remember with some people whose parents would not let them play outside and feared that their child would become too dark. I also remember myself not wanting to be outside in the sun too long because I didn't want to be dark too. You know, actually, while I'm reflecting, even the mixed kids at my boarding school were instantly the popular kids. Like, legit, you were light, that's it. You were mwah. Everyone wanted to be your friend. You, everyone wanted to just be associated with you in some capacity. The thirst and fetishization was actually so real. Actually, looking back, I remember I was the mentor of this one girl who was in a lower grade than me. And we would just talk about, you know, her, her life, how she was doing. Honestly, I saw a side to her that a lot of people didn't see. She was just a person who so happened to be light-skinned. She had her share of pains and aches. Looking back, 
I realized how dehumanized she had become because she would get all the attention and honestly she didn't even like it that much and this is me as a kid so I'm thinking if this is how we thought what more when people become adults if media representation was already in hell and our families were actually as detrimental where does that leave our self-esteem if all avenues are pointing towards being lighter to be accepted and beautiful what does that do to our self-image my mom worked with one lady from nigeria where skin lightening is a very common thing and she would ask my mom to buy her specific lotion and soap that she would use on her skin she was a kind lady and i could care less about what her skin looked like until my mom mentioned how once she started using those creams and whatnot, she just couldn't stop. She never wanted to go back to how she looked because that's how she felt beautiful. And I guess one area where I struggle with this is if people genuinely feel like they are beautiful and that they are doing their best, who am I to critique their life choices? I mean, I can warn them about all these things and how harmful that these chemicals and procedures can be but at the end of the day people are allowed to make their own choices and sometimes we just have to hope they don't hurt themselves with that let's take a break and i will talk about what we can do about colorism and how we can change for the better vibe with me i have created a playlist for you to jam to in your free time it's available on spotify apple music and youtube i listen to pretty much everything so you're bound to find something you vibe to it's called the let's debunk it mix links to all playlists are in the show notes Beauty is subjective. What I find beautiful and what you find beautiful can be two different things. So what I want to encourage people to do is not to enforce or police how people should look. If anything, we should teach people the beauty of having dark skin. In fact, let's just teach people the beauty of having any kind of skin. The same way we praise Eurocentric beauty standards and light skinned people is the same way we should praise and uplift legit everyone. Every single person in this world is beautiful and unique and we just gotta start embracing. Here are a couple of ways that we can support and uplift our dark skinned homies. Step number one, give them money. And for the first time in my life, I am actually really not kidding about this studies have shown that people of darker skin especially women find it difficult to either find jobs or to be paid what they are worth as compared to their lighter skin compatriots but even that people just struggle to be paid the same as white people okay let's just let's just say it as it is i mean i even read you guys my friend's account on how someone who is fully qualified and accomplished was turned down from jobs simply because they were dark-skinned remember this isn't about who's being more oppressed than who it's about confronting our biases towards people and admitting that there's a problem and then taking steps to help alleviate the situation these changes start with each of us individually if you're a manager if you're going to own your own company be that first step to being fair what i'm not saying is only hire dark-skinned people what i am saying is that you need to give everyone a fair shot and not base it on your biases if you are a human resource you play a key role in identifying and addressing discrimination and prejudice in the workplace take that step to address biases based on skin tone by educating the workforce and creating awareness if you are against this then square up and i will catch you outside how about that hmm let's fight let's also focus on the language that we use when we talk to dark-skinned people if i hear anyone say you look pretty for a dark skin i 
I swear to God, it is on site. Square up because we will fight. Okay, this 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 episode got really aggressive, but honestly, that is not a compliment because how will you praise someone by bringing down legit everyone else who kind of looks like them? It's a no from me, dog. It's a no from me. Just say you look pretty or you look handsome and let's end it there, isn't it? Let's move on. Let's end the sentence. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Moving on. Yes. <laughs> let's also begin to have conversations about how colorism affects the daily life of many people around the world. For people who are in the position of being lighter skinned in their respective races, acknowledge that you do have a privilege. That doesn't mean you don't go through the same struggles as other people in your race, it just means that people favor you more. Remember, no one chooses the skin color they are, so let's all be on the same team when it comes to combating colorism and overall racism. This also extends to what we say in songs or what we say to young kids. In fact, I read in an article that one way to alleviate this issue is by not complimenting kids on the fairness of their skin and when i read this i said yes queen or yes king or yes your highness yes snaps fingers <laughs> let's start talking and addressing this issue when our kids are young one thing i encourage people to do is travel see the world and meet new people and learn about different cultures let's teach our kids let's teach our kids the way they want to be treated is the way that they should treat other people the golden rule of life come on guys get with the program all the hate and prejudice that people feel towards others is learned or through bad experiences and trauma now the part that we can control is the learning aspect kids are innocent and impressionable let's teach them to not discriminate and be prejudiced towards other people in it let's teach them because it starts when you are a kiddo people in the people in the entertainment industry come to the please so that i can slap all of you okay no <laughs> i'm just kidding media can change the world and the perception of people although there are platforms that do oppress the voices of people of color we need to continue to try and build diversity and incorporate it as much as we can this means giving people a fair chance to be at art music film television whatever it is you need to empower people and not just the people who look aesthetically pleasing people say the media won't change well we have seen it evolve the fact that we even have shows like never have i ever blackish one day at a time is a step in the right direction now how do we use that direction and take a step further to include more people of different shades body types sexual orientations and genders and when can we start having narratives that are more relatable and not fetishized or stereotypical. But in all honesty, it would be dumb of me to say that we haven't made progress when in all honesty, we have. What I want to challenge is the idea that we are comfortable where we are and that's not good. Comfort doesn't allow for innovation and change and that's what we need change the way rihanna pushed the boundaries of makeup and lingerie and made some companies look like fools victoria's secret has been a real secret since savage x fenty decided to pull up and say all body types are beautiful <laughs> But most of all, let's accept the fact that beauty comes in all forms. You are allowed to have your preferences when it comes to your personal lives. Let us not dictate what other people should and shouldn't find beautiful. Let's not allow our biases to dictate how we should treat people. For some people, their lives legit depend on how people treat them. And if their skin tone is something that they can't control, which is a huge factor, you can imagine the damage that does to their self-esteem and self-worth. So guys, come on. As a team, as a collaborative, as compadre, let's work together to make our world a better place for 
everyone despite whatever they are okay let's let's do it now i don't have a lot of side notes but i did have this if you ever see you are quite beautiful for a dark skin whatever that is not a compliment if someone is beautiful to you then fine let the compliment end there this is an angry note from management hmm? yes i'm saying this twice because there are so many ways you can compliment someone if you can't help yourself then find something else to say like damn you have nice eyes or something come on people get with the motherfucking program please but yeah that's basically all i have to say on colorism and uh, i really hope that this opened a discussion for you Well, that's the episode. If you are one of the few people I called out to fight, let me know so we can have a showdown. Otherwise, if you have any thoughts or ideas on this topic, hit me up on my social media or email me. I'd love to hear from you. If there's anything you'd like to correct me on, please, please, please do so. I want to spread the correct information as far as possible. Otherwise, you can catch me in three weeks and trust me, it will not be a guest episode. All right. All right. So stay hydrated, be kind, be safe, wear your mask, get vaccinated if you haven't been already, and most of all wear your humanity on your shoulders and do not be a bigot be inclusive and friendly and nice i'm never ending the episode like this again but you know what take this as you will and i will see you soon reach out to me on social media you can find this podcast on instagram at let's debunk it podcast feel free to email me at let's debunk it at gmail.com That is L-E-T-S-D-E-B-U-N-K-I-T at gmail.com. If you didn't catch that, just check the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode or just like the podcast, be sure to give me a five-star rating and leave me a comment. And to make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe on whatever platform you are listening on.